All right, joining us on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline is one of Wisconsin's congressmen, Glenn Grothman. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Glad to be on the show. All right. So let's 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 talk about the debate. Well, I know we want to talk about the government shutdown, pending government shutdown, I should say. What are you going to be watching for tonight at the debate? Well, um, I think we want to have somebody not stumble over themselves and just get up good, clean answers. I hope they bring up the size of government because, of course, President Trump will not be there tonight. But there was a substantial increase even before the COVID uh, in spending. And I think I'm thinking of that because we're working on the budget right now for next year. Uh, how do they plan on addressing that? Are they going to be uh, traditional Republicans where you're trying to spend less money and where you're, where you're trying to spend less? Are we going to have kind of that um not saying no to people. I want to see how definite they are as far as doing something on the border. And like I said, just in general, not fumble over themselves. I thought in the first debate, uh, everybody had A-plus moments, but nobody was A-plus throughout. Everybody had a C-minus moment, too. In your mind, so Congressman, in your mind, Congressman, what would you like to see the number be at the next debate? We got seven tonight. We had eight the first one. What's the, what should the number be? Because we got a winnow at some point, winnow that field down. Well, we went down from one. I, I don't mind going down to six next time, five next time. I think having more people in the room sometimes is good because it forces other issues to the fore. Does it does it impact, though, the, the presence or the non-presence of Donald Trump? Because if you have more candidates, it splinters the rest of the vote. And last time I checked, the rest of the vote is more than Donald Trump has. Oh, even though we're, he... we're a long ways from that. We're a long ways from that. Fair I mean, answer. you're right. When the primaries actually start, um, we'd like to have it be... You know, maybe three or four candidates that everybody's voting for. But I think having more people on a debate with months to go really doesn't bother me because hopefully they'll bring up some other issues and maybe do things like highlight the overall level of government spending or highlight the border a little bit more than it was in the last election. Congressman Grossman, is this an event? Where will you watch? Will you watch with a group of people or just at home watching it by yourself? Uh, well, we're, we're we're probably going to be on the floor here, so... Uh, probably watching with a bunch of other congressmen. Good group of people to watch the debate with. And I'm, I'll be interested to hear what your response or your feedback is after the debate, because there's always something interesting happens. We saw the emergence of Nikki Haley, sort of the reemergence of Nikki Haley, former South Carolina governor. I thought she did very well. We'll see what happens tonight. All right, we've got to ask you, are we going to have a government shutdown? Um, I don't think we should, but I want your listeners to understand why we're looking at it. Our fiscal year ends on Saturday night. Okay, and unless we pass something beginning new funding, we're going to have a shutdown. There's an argument of what should be there. The Republicans would like to have all Republicans, I think, would like to do something about the border. We're tired of funding the government and not doing something at the border. We have a few Republicans and we have a slim majority here. We have a few Republicans somewhere between five and eight who want uh, significant budget cuts as well. I think that there are a lot of Republicans who don't want to cut individual agencies by 25 or 30 percent, and that's where you have a problem. But I'm, I'm convinced we have, say, at least 215 or 216 Republicans to avoid the shutdown. The problem is, are we going to be able to get 50 people or 51 people in the Senate who want to do something at the border, or do they think the border is not really that important and we can just go on spending money like we have before without getting any commitments there? I'm gonna, and that's what it's going to come down to. I'm going to ask you to comment on your peers. Do you think the body, House of Representatives, your peers, 
fellow Congress people, completely understand the national deficit, the budget process. We've got a lot of new Congress people. You've talked for years. I've talked to you for years about the problem of, of deficit spending and. You know, and to be fair, the former president, Donald Trump, his administration racked up serious, serious deficits. This administration hasn't done any better. In fact, the last quarter or two shows some really serious signs of that problem deepening. What kind of job, budget process, budget job are your peers going to do here? Well, I think there will be, given historical standards, a responsible discretionary budget. And I think there'll be a cut in discretionary spending. Now, most spending is mandatory spending, and we don't deal with that every year, and I don't think they're going to touch mandatory spending. But on discretionary spending, I think there will be a small cut. And given that we have President Biden and given that we have the Democrats running the Senate, I think we should be satisfied. I would say, call that a victory. Okay, I would like to see a cut in the 15 or 20% range. We're not going to get there. It's going to be a cut somewhere between 0 and 1% if we stick with the agreements we made at the time the debt ceiling was raised. Senator Ron Johnson has talked about this issue for years. I remember going and seeing his presentations on the, on the national deficit, the, the deficit spending, lack of a balanced budget 10-plus years ago. I have always thought that he was ahead of his time. Paul Ryan did, did the same thing as, as our speaker and, and our congressperson, my congressperson in the 1st Congressional District. Who's, who's the hero on this thing? Who's going who's gonna to say to America, look, we can't keep doing this? Is it the current speaker? Is it somebody else? Will the current speaker survive this challenge? What do you think? Well, I think the current speaker is trying to do it. I mean, the, Repub- the, the House Republicans voted our negotiating position on raising the debt limit as an 8% cut in overall discretionary spending. And I think to justify an 8% cut, we had to educate the public or try to educate the public what what a huge problem we have. Now, I think we could use more help from the mainstream media that doesn't like to highlight this because if you highlight it, this, you have to spend less for government, and the mainstream media always wants to spend more in government. But I think individually, uh, many congressmen are talking about this. Well, and I'm I talking about it with you right now. We're talking about it right now. That- uh, that's as much attention as I can give to the problem because I recognize it. And, and I appreciate you doing it. I, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, the, the, where people are going to get their news tonight. And I think they haven't highlighted the severity of the problem. We've had a huge increase in spending just the last month as interest rates go up. Okay. I mean, we're in a position, no matter how much we try to cut in this budget, it's not going to make up for the increase in interest payments that we ha- are going to have to make over the next year just based on the increase in interest rates during that time period. So we have a huge problem. I'll tell you, in the current budget that's wrapping up, we are borrowing 22% of what we're spending. Think about that, borrowing 22%. If we stick with a one-half of 1% cut next year, we'll have to borrow 23%. So, in other words, the amount we're borrowing is, is always going up. I'm a little bit afraid the public doesn't understand the gravity of the problem because we've been talking about government debt as long as I've been alive. But we are right now at, at a very, very scary situation. Congressman, from our old National Bank talking text line, everyone says these are cuts in spending. Are they actually cuts in spending or are they cuts in the increase of spending? I've heard that. No, no, they're, 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 they're cuts in spending on discretionary spending compared to last year. Now, overall spending is going to go up because the interest rates that we have to pay on our debt is going up. And things that are um, mandatory spending, 
things like sadly welfare, but also Social Security, Medicare, as more people retire, that goes up automatically. So overall spending will go up, but discretionary spending, which Congress has to vote on each year, at least are told, we're told that this minute is going to be a mild reduction. Congressman Grossman, we're glad you're chatting with us. Uh, I'm interested with the government shutdown deadline just days away. What is your day like today after you chat with us? What is on your to-do list to help keep the government on track to stay at work and not shut down? Well, try to persuade my colleagues who want to hold out for something unrealistic that we have got to vote for a continuing resolution with uh, uh, spending cuts in there and get that to the Senate as quickly as possible. We are told, nobody knows the exact number, we are told there are between four, say four to ten Republicans who, uh, in essence, don't want to vote for anything realistic. And somehow I've got to try to get those people on board. Two quick questions before I let you go. Will Kevin McCarthy survive this debate? And will we see a government shutdown as soon as next week? Oh, Kevin will survive it. I I think 95% of the Republicans are with Kevin and think he's doing a great job. And I think the five or six malcontents would have a hard time removing him, particularly because they have no alternative. Um, Do I think there'll be a shutdown? Right now, I'll say 55-45 there will be. Okay. And just one more question for you, uh, because it's uh, news today with Racine soldier Travis King uh, being transported from North Korea to China right now. It looks like he is going to be released. Have you been part of any of those discussions about getting him back home? No. No. Wisconsin Congressman Glenn Grothman, always appreciate your time. Have fun in Washington, D.C. We're going to have a uh, wonderful time today. (laughs) Enjoy the debate.